Damo, can you believe Christmas is almost here? Thank God for Well and You, Bretto. If you're looking for inspirational gifts for your friends, family or colleagues, then Well and You have you covered. Why not give away The Jom, the iconic journal of me, which has taken the world by storm to help your loved ones create an incredible 2016. Or the beautiful coffee table book INQ, The Inspirational Quotient. This stunning, full-colour coffee table book with inspiring quotes and images is the perfect Christmas gift. To see the full range of Christmas ideas, simply go to www.wellandyou.com. That's www.wellineux.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Abnormal Psychologist, the show that shares everyday insights into getting the best out of your mind, body, and lifestyle. Now, please welcome your host, The Abnormal Psychologist herself, Carrie Thompson-Casey. Hello, and how are you going? Welcome to another episode of The Abnormal Psychologist with me, your host, Carrie Thompson-Casey, the show where we are giving you the how-to to to get the best out of you. And today, we are talking to the fabulous Marcus Pierce. It's been a whole year, I think, since he was here last time, and he has been doing so much with his exceptional life blueprint and this particularly intriguing bit of work that he's been doing recently. So welcome, Marcus. Thanks for having me on, uh, Carrie. It's been cool to see you shine and grow over the last 12 months or so. Um, oh, yeah, it's been a, been great to watch and uh, you've got a very loyal following of people that love your work and uh, yeah, as I say, great to see you shining. Oh, thanks. Now, I am really curious about the work that you've been doing with some of the personalities that some of the listeners would be aware of. You've been doing this amazing fly, how to fly. Is that right? Did I get it right? How do you fly? How do you fly fly? summit? How do you fly summit? And like some really key personalities that we all hear from all the time, like Damien Christoph and Kim Morrison and Nat Kringoudis and hearing about their amazing experiences in a different way. So we've heard about them in bits and pieces and maybe if people have attended a live event, they may have heard more of their story, but you really got elbow deep with their stories. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, sure. So I think I was just thinking that um, there was on social media, I'm not a very big social media guy. My, uh, you know, If anyone goes onto my social media pages, I think I've got, I don't know, a thousand uh, Facebook likes and a couple of hundred on Instagram. And I don't, I'm not like, you know, 20,000, 50,000. I'm not like Cindy O'Meara, 100,000. And I'm definitely not Pete Evans. I think he's like 1.3 million in oh, the rest. Really? But I'm not uh, big into social media. But what I do know is that whenever I'm on there, everything looks very happy, very gay. Everyone's very one-sided. Everything's always just so great. And um, I know, uh, just living a life, as I'm sure you do as well, that life is not always one-sided. It's not always happy and gay where everything's just so beautiful. There are tough times uh, and there's some really tough times. And again, as a journalist by trade, for those people that um, don't know who I am, I'm a journo by trade. I grew up loving football. All I wanted to do was be a football journalist and I, and I did that for six or seven years but uh, then met my beautiful wife Sarah who's a chiropractor, transitioned into health and wellness, personal growth, um, media and now run The Wellness Couch which of course we're all listening to now but um, I love to know what's going on in people's lives. I am that guy that loves to push buttons, ask the big questions no matter how politically incorrect those questions might be. Um, I'm not really too bothered by how people respond to the questions. I just want to get the questions answered and so I got eight... Uh, 
um, incredible people who who many would think have just got these remarkable lives. So I've got Cindy O'Meara, uh, who's been the founder of Changing Habits. She's Australia's number one nutritionist, 25 plus years in the industry. Um, talk about flying. She's absolutely flying, but it doesn't mean that her life is easy. You know, she lost six close people in 12 months. Um, to be to be 100% clear, she lost her mum, her mother-in-law, her sister, her grandmother, her best friend and one of her great family friends, which happened to be Steve Irwin and that all happened in the space of 12 months and I can't even contemplate what that would be like and so I wanted to really get into the nitty gritty. Cindy has shared this before but you know, I wanted to go into detail like how did you cope? Like what did you do? Um, How did you go about it? Because there's people out there that are suffering, uh, going through grief, bereavements and the rest and they might look at people like Cindy and just think, oh yeah, you know, life's good for Cindy. She's got this multi-million dollar business and she's got this great company and her relationships are awesome. She's got beautiful children and she's in great health and uh, she's in a loving relationship and she's got, you know, great friends and she swims every day and, you know, life's just so good for Cindy. But man, oh man, you know, seven or eight, I think it might have been 10 years ago, um, she was going through an absolute crisis of epic proportion. So, um, we really wanted to get into the crux of that. Nat Kringoudis, healthy hormone revolutionist, her son Geordie has cystic fibrosis. How do you do, how do you deal with that? Um, Kim Morrison uh, went broke 33 three weeks before she launched 28. She lost everything she had in a real estate investment gone, ba- gone bust. Her and her husband, Danny, had their life savings in there. Um, she lost a uh, sister-in-law to suicide. Her relationship with Danny was on the rocks. They were going through counseling. This was all happening 21 days before she launched a business with no money. Um, uh, Karen Smith survived the Bali bombings. Her boyfriend committed suicide uh, 12 months before the Bali bombings and she got caught up in the Bali bombings. She lost two friends who got killed in the Bali bombings. How do you actually get through that? Damien Kristoff um, how, was about to move over to New Zealand with his son and fiance, uh, split up with the fiance and um, still moved over to New Zealand without his family and 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 didn't really and saw Jackson for three years you know once a month um, whilst he studied to become a chiropractor um, they're just some of the stories that I wanted to get into the nitty-gritties of they got a whole lot deeper than that I'm just giving you the headlines but you know I really wanted to make people realize that life is hard and part of my French but everyone has to eat a shit sandwich no matter what you're doing in your life I don't care how much you love your life there is one of those sandwiches there that you have chosen to eat because life's not easy. Uh, my mum, I don't know, my mum or someone, I've always quote my mum with one-liners because she's always giving them out to me. But, you know, life's not fair but it's worth it, you know. And so I wanted to get into the people's lives of what's been unjust. You know, Damien Christoph talks about how he's driven by a spirit to heal injustice. He cannot stand injustice and that's really what gets him going in his life. Um and so it, it was a really, you know, it was a really fascinating. It was great personal growth for me, to be quite honest. Yeah. I learned a lot about my own life um, by interviewing these eight people. But um, yeah, I was really touched by the impact that it had on um, on thousands of others. Well, Nat Kringoudis, I heard speak at the Wellness Summit, and you know, she's got such an amazing spirit and lots of energy. And and to hear her story about her son, you know, I, you know, the same as what you're saying that you know your first reaction is oh my goodness how how do you wake up the next day and realize that there's you know some significant health issues there and and not only that how do you then start to make decisions about what's the best health care for your child or um and particularly because you had that interest in um TCM. Like, yeah. yeah that it makes it makes it sort of you know 
hard because then she's got the medical model telling her one way and, and you know, making her choices which way to go. So her story is really amazing um, and how she thrives and he thrives, Geordie thrives, and hearing that story was amazing to hear that from her herself. And, of course, all these recordings are you or the interviews are all you and them speaking. What was it like to sit down with Damien, um, you know, a friend that you've had for a long time and and maybe take that conversation to a place that you, you don't normally get to when you're having a barbecue with a oh, mate? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, for me, again, as a, as a journo, I'm still very – I'm still very journalistic in my approach in terms of I like to research, I like to write down my questions, I like to know where I'm going with the interview, but I also want to listen, obviously. So your interviews can go in any number of directions. And I did not know, you know, some of the questions that I asked Damo were definitely not on my on my list. I mean, one thing I, I learned, like I knew he had a, you know, he was in a low socioeconomic kind of family upbringing, but I didn't know how bad it was. I mean, they were living on stale bread from, the, from St. Vinny's. Wow. Um, like, you know, and they would find the random pizza bun, you know, in there and jump for joy. Um, and I was like, are you serious? You know, that's that, you know, that's his upbringing. And, um, and then he was talking about how when his parents split up when he was younger, you know, it wasn't really, it was taboo for your parents to, to split up. Damo is 42 now. I think he was seven when they split up. So 35 years ago, when parents split up, that was very, Unusual. Uh, unusual. Yeah. So my parents put up when I was ten, and I'm thirty-four. So twenty-four years ago, and it was, you know, it wasn't common, um, but it wasn't uncommon either. Mm. Uh, but let's say divorce has come a long way. In 20 years. <laughs> Statistically, isn't it like you know uh, one in two marriages? It's oh, awful. Oh my gosh, it's yeah. everywhere these days. But I just think that um, you know some of the the honesty that a lot of the guests were happy to to display really did blow my mind because, again, I, I'm a bit of a selfish creature. I'll ask questions and I don't really care what the consequences are. I just want to ask questions and get the truth. Like expose, um, like, you know, rip that wound open, just pick I that want to. It, yeah. it, is, it is almost sadistic in nature. I often <laughs> tell my clients, like, I want to make you cry. Like, I'm going to push your buttons until you cry. Um, then because then you know you've got the, the sore point that well, needs to be addressed. People don't, pay, people don't pay me for small talk. I mean, you've been a coaching client in the past. Do you want to talk about the weather all day or no, do you want to get to I was the, tempted the... to at times and I didn't <laughs> yeah. I can't remember what you said now but it was – Sorry, so people, people want to skirt around the big stuff all the time and I get that. That's human nature. You know, we don't want to – I am I am renowned amongst my family and, and some of my peers for like – so, Marcus, can we stop having deep and meaningfuls? It's <laughs> exhausting. Can we, just, can we just talk about, you know, as my my um my stepmom Brenda says, um, can we just talk about the the ants, you know, like <laughs> on the footpath? Um, and and she's spot on. I love it. I think it's great just to. I've I've learned to be been a big learning lesson for me over the last ten years. Is just to sit back, relax. You don't have to talk about meaningful stuff all the time. Um, but I really did want to get into the deep and meaningfuls with this um, selection of interviews because. Everyone will tell you, you know, if I see anyone in the street, hey, going, yeah, great, thanks, you know, yeah, this is good and that's good and, you know, he's off to school and he's finishing up and we're getting ready for Christmas and la, 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 la. Everything's always okay. Um, but when we go home at night and we walk through the front door, there's a whole different story going on under everyone's roof and um, I wanted to lift the lid, pardon the pun. I wanted to take the roof off so we could all get an idea of what it's like. I remember um, once, you know, my husband and I, a long time ago, um, actually, it was not that long after we got married, I think, and... We had had like the the worst argument of our entire married life, although it was quite short at that time. And in the end, I think he went to go to the local shops to grab something for dinner because neither of us had got dinner and I think we are both blaming each other, but I think it was a bit more profound than that. 
And he got there and, you know, mumbling to himself and thinking, you know, cranky and what will be my next thing I say when I get home and to come back at her because she said that. And and he ran into this fellow who will remain nameless, sweet thing that he is. <laughs> and he said to my husband, um, you know, I see you and Carrie down the street and you're such an amazing couple, you know. <laughs> I, I really wish my marriage was as good as yours. You know, you guys are just amazing. And he just sort of smiled quietly to himself and thought, huh? ah, and then came home and told me the story. And, of course, we're, you know, made up and we're friends again. That's but it, the smoke and mirrors, you know, like I think sometimes, you know, and oh. I, I've actually written a few posts in Facebook lately about, you know, that being broken sometimes we're so afa- afraid to appear a bit broken that somehow people will think that we're not as good as we are. But I think the worst part is when we judge ourselves and start saying, I don't want to think that I'm, I'm not enough. You know, mm, well, sometimes well, people yeah. already believe that they think I'm not enough and it's bad enough that I think I'm not enough, you know, let alone anybody else in the universe suddenly discovering that maybe I'm not super cool. And so well, they get a bit wobbly. Absolutely. Well, this is the this is uh, if we take it a bit further. This is the social media epidemic. We all grew up being told by our parents, "Don't believe everything you read," and I think it's really important that when it comes to social media, don't believe everything you see, because I know marriages on the rocks that then are on social media. You know, here's me and my hubby, or here's me and my wife. I love him so much. I love her so much. You know, everything's so rosy. I'm like, <laughs> but we know that it's not. Mm. We know that there's stuff going on. Um, but have you seen those things on um, Facebook where they say, you know, yoga, yoga, yoga pictures revealed? And so they've got, you know, the picture of the person doing the perfect, you know, on their head yoga pose, you know, with one butterfly resting on an yeah. elbow or something. And actually, when they pan out and show what was edited out, there's like this person holding their feet. <laughs> that they can stay balanced and, you know, all these people, you know, around so that they don't fall over. And so, again, but, you know, you might go, wow, I wish one day I could do that yoga pose. It's like, well, you can. You just need a buddy to hold you up and you can do it for sure. Well, let let me tell you, Carrie, I haven't told anyone this. Oh, okay. Um, um, Someone someone who is definitely going to remain nameless for the rest of their lives, someone in the marketing game told told someone else that I know, I'm going to just make this very vague, that that the wellness couch is daggy. Daggy? <laughs> and I said, I said, well, you know what? I'm glad the couch is daggy because the couch is very real. And if you want us to be slick and proper and perfect, then you've come to the wrong place because we are daggy and proud of it because, you know, we show the realness of life. And we don't want to be um, Insta famous, photo brushed. Um, we don't want to be that yoga pose with the elbow, um, you know, perfectly holding a, a snake or a butterfly or whatever it is, because we're real. So you can call us daggy or you like it. I'll own up to it. We're daggy and proud of it because we're yes. authentic. But Everyone's have- freaking daggy. Everyone out there is Have they actually seen the actual couch though? Because it's pretty slick. It's like green (laughs) green leather. I'm not sure anyone can call green leather and studs daggy. (laughs) That's quite slick. But it is is really interesting. I mean like and, you know, speaking of raw and daggy, I mean as you – I don't know if you actually listen to it. But my podcast that I did a couple of shows ago where I was really – this is me. I'm in overwhelm and I'm like in the fetal position under my desk with snot and cats meowing and (laughs) – 
And and it was and if we're gonna go, it was because of you. Like I I actually I don't know if I told anyone this, but I wrote to you and I said, I can't do it. I can't do it. I just cannot find the energy, space or time to even do that. And I think your email was quite brief and quite and typical Marcus <laughs> was like, Yes, you can. So and it wasn't necessarily yet well, I think I read it three times in different ways. It was like, Yes, you can. You must. And I think it was a, yes, you can. You know, so it's kind of like, okay, I will. Um, People want to know. People want to know that recording this podcast was frigging hard because I am so under the pump at the moment. There is so much going on. But you know what? Hopefully that makes everyone else realize that it's okay to be under the pump. And messy and snotty and cats and having to let them out. And yeah, Yeah. it is really tricky. Now, this is like – what you did with those recordings gets right to the heart of the game that I'm in. Well, I shouldn't call it the game. It's very serious business. But <laughs> No, no. Life is a game. Let's not over serious. Serious, serious business. Yeah. Seriousness. Yeah. But it, it is about that, that human transformation. And I think some of the most profound moments in that therapeutic setting for me with a client in a moment is where you suddenly realize that you've actually hit on something that I didn't even know was there and not necessarily a pain point, but also a transformative point. So one of the questions that I was really curious about was there a moment where you realized that this series of recordings that you did and interviews that you did was going to be way, way more emotional and powerful than you even planned. Oh well, it ha- it was it definitely wasn't when I was doing the interviews because I I asked people to be on this summit who I knew I knew some of their stuff like I knew Cindy had lost you know a number of people in her life I knew I knew Nat's son Geordie had CF um, I knew Damo had had business challenges and that he li- lived away from Jackson and I knew Karen had been through the Bali bombing and all of that um, so I, I I picked on people <laughs> who were somewhat comfortable to go deep. It was the response from people that had listened to the interviews and then gone out and made significant changes in their life. That freaked me out in the best possible way. Like there were people, I'll give I'll give her a shout out because she's just joined the Exceptional Life Blueprint. This has been part of her big adventure. Amy, a uh, girl called Amy Young put in the, put, you know, like she listened to the first two or three interviews and she said for 10 years she's been tossing up studying nutrition and after listening to Cindy or Nat's interview, she went and signed up. Wow. And didn't done it didn't make any sense. Like, you know, she's got two young kids, they're six and eight. I think her husband might be doing an apprenticeship, you know, they get paid about fifty cents an hour. Um, so it doesn't make any sense logically, but spiritually, metaphysically, whatever you want to call it, like enough was enough. The time is now, because there's never a good time or a bad time in, in life, right? Particularly when you're kids and yeah. there's so much, you know, so many complications. Um, and she did it, she bit the bullet. And I just honor that so much because um, that's the kind of impact that you think you would like um, that type of summit to have, but you have no idea. I mean, you, you think it will hit a nerve, but you don't know. Um, well, that's right because the whole, as you were saying, the social media out there is, you know, like how to be fabulous, how to, you know, fake it till you make it, how to, you know. Yeah. But you just said, hey, hear, hear this, you know, hear how people cope and survive with yeah these different traumas that have happened in their yeah. life, you know. And there's a big difference between whinging and just being honest. You know, like the whole fake it till you make it. But that might be right. But if you're if you're in a bad place or a tough place and you need help and support, you have to get help and support. I mean, you'd see this all the time. Yeah, People yeah. That, they come when it's almost 
not too late, but it's like we should have been having this appointment a year ago, two years ago, ten years ago. Mm. Um, and I didn't and, – and the whole How Do You Fly Summit was not meant to be a whinge session. People going, I lost my mom and my sister and this – quite the opposite. It was I crash landed, my life crashed, but I got back off the ground again. So many people will have crash landings, but they just stay on the ground and that becomes their story and I can't live this life because this happened to me and X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. I didn't, I didn't want that to be the story. I wanted people to go, my life crashed big time and many times over it crashed, but I would not let that be my story and I got up off the ground again. I still don't, you know, I know kind of how I did it. This is some of the things that I remember how I did it, um, but I did it and I'm here to tell the story and that's what I wanted people to take home. Because it gives that sense of possibility, like it is possible, like the whole um, Roger Bannister, I don't know if you've heard Les Brown talk about it, that, you know, the, the four-minute mile didn't yeah. get broken. You're talking for... to a sports mad. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I forgot, I forgot, I forgot. sport journalist. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole Roger Bannister phenomenon that, you know, no one could break the four-minute mile and then all of a sudden this person did it and then like 20 people did it in the next week afterwards Absolutely. or something. Absolutely. You know, because yep. suddenly people realized it's possible, even they've been trying forever to do it. And I think that's... That, that expect you know from a science point of view human behavior point of view mm. in psychology we call it expectancy so when that, there's an expectation that there will be a result or a positive outcome or at least an, a constructive outcome there's much more likely to be a positive outcome so that ex- that expectancy so i think that's what this how do you fly summit provided to people was this this opportunity to see that that, yeah, disaster happens or you eat a shit sandwich, like you said. But it is possible to continue to recover, but maybe not even just recover, but to thrive afterwards as well. To make that a part of your life in a, in a great way that you can look back on it and go, I'm so glad it happened because I grew so much. You know, when you talk about expectancy, I seem to work with a lot of people that want to be like Cindy O'Meara or want to be like Kim Morrison or want to be like Nat Kringudis or Damien Christoph. They want to do what they're doing, share a message with that level of authenticity and strength and conviction. Uh, but they they don't think they can do it because they go, oh, they've got 80,000 fans. How will I ever have 80,000 fans? And I think in the days, you know, like Les Brown, Les, what Les Brown has done or what Tony Robbins has done, people thought for many years that, that couldn't be done there was no level of expectancy because there was only one or two leaders and no one really knew how to emulate, like Oprah, so yeah, to speak, yeah. right? People look at Oprah and like, oh my gosh, how could I do what Oprah's doing? But now we live in a world where information has become so much more accessible and free that people like you and I help people not only have the expectancy but live it to break the four-minute mile because you can now share your message. To You can now do what you want to do and love what you do. You don't have to just get a job and work it for 40 hours because there's no other choice, which is what our parents and grandparents' generation probably would say that's how they grew up. Now, we expect to live a fulfilled life. Yeah. We expect to actually have a great life and at the same time, I think it's important that we expect that life should not always go the way we want it to. Mm. We must expect in the best possible way challenge to arise but we must also expect that we are strong enough and incredible enough to deal with that challenge. And recover. And recover. If this podcast is going to air in December, people are at the moment because this has been recorded in December, people are freaking out about December and Christmas. But what if we had the 
attitude that, you know what, this is a busy month. This is a very big month. My social life is on steroids. I've got year-end stuff for school. I've got year-end stuff for business. I've got Christmas to think about, food, holidays, money, stress. People really live that. But what if we actually had the attitude that, you know what, I can do this. Like I will hum along in December. I won't let the challenges beat me. I'm actually going to be resolute. I'm going to give myself rest. I'm going to wake up early and give time to myself. I'm going to honor my family, honor my relationships. I'm going to say no to the things that are really not that important for me to um, be responsible for, whether it's social functions or other functions or whatever it is. And I'm actually going to enjoy December. It is possible and I will do it. Oh, I love it. And I think that's a great way to check in now as we get to the end of the interview and find out how can people be part of all the amazing things. Can you tell us, remind us what you're doing, Marcus, because you're just doing some really incredible stuff with your the Exceptional Life Blueprint and with the Summit. And of course, you've got Inside the Champion's Mind, which I love and I listen to. <laughs> I, I drive to run a room oh, clinic so every two weeks and, and that's what I listen to. I'm like, right every fortnight and so Tuesday I'll download my episode of Inside the Champion's Mind and it gets me at least halfway to the clinic anyway and and then the rest of the way I don't turn any noise on. I just really digest what you've said and think, you know, does it apply to my life? And I wonder, I like that. I, yeah, so but, you know, again, it's like what you were saying, you know, we, we have these incredibly busy lives and at the moment I'm going through this huge transition and it's, well, where do I have time? Well, you know what, I'm trapped in a car for an hour one way. What will I do with that time? Will I mindlessly listen to some new random boy band or you know <laughs> or should, I, should I maybe go okay where am I at let's just check in with what I'm at and my expectations of myself maybe I should change or shift or lower my expectations and and you know when I who am I today am I the clinical psychologist mm. am I the mum, the wife the friend daughter all yeah. those things so tell us what are you doing well, when's this podcast going to air? I don't know. Okay. I, I have to decide because I've just done a huge amount of really cool people and I want to make sure they all complement each other as they roll out. But it's quite well, possible to in January. Well, yeah. No, I'm thinking that when this goes to air, um, I open I, I open intake for Exceptional Life Blueprint. Uh, I'm just in the middle of it at the moment, but it will be closed by the time it it uh, this goes to air. However, if when people want to – Short, like we won't date stamp the podcast too much, but it closes. We will actually. It closes on Wednesday, December nine. Well, um, how about how about I make sure it goes out Wednesday then? <laughs> Only if you want to. You don't have to because what I was going to say, people can always keep in touch with me. Just go to uh, marcuspierce.com.au and you can be part of the tribe. Uh, just enter your email address and be part of the tribe or they can, um, you know, if they want to know more, if I've got coaching spots available, I often do some mentoring with people. But um, everything I do is at marcuspierce.com.au. All the podcasts from the Wellness Couch, all the blogs, all the stuff, all the videos, it all lives there. And, um you know, for me, it's more just about helping people just live a real life and be okay with living their real life. Be okay with laughing and crying, being with being happy and sad, um, with having good and bad days, times. And, um, you know, at this time of year, whether it's December or January, not to look too far ahead because that's just a recipe for overwhelm and just to live this moment as it is uh, because it's easy to look far ahead. We're almost taught to do it. Um, and if you are planning, be present with the planning, if that makes sense. Yes. You're like, what do I do when I'm thinking about my next month? Just Think about your next month. Be present with that. You don't have to get emotional about it. Have a can-do attitude about it and be present with that process um, rather than getting swept up in a tidal wave of emotion, which, is, which again, is what uh, so, um, socially and culturally we're uh, taught to do. Mm, 
Yes. Well, I think it's knowing that there will be a shit sandwich of some size or shape, or maybe it's like just a shit caviar on a Jats cracker or something, (laughs) whatever size it is that you may be facing in the coming months. It's knowing that it probably will happen over this period because it is a time of stress, unfortunately, as you said, but it's, it's taking note of the small wins and going, you know what? I got through it and it's all good. Absolutely. But- and as, as again, uh, uh, my mum will love that she's often being quoted. She loves to quote me the Tony Robbins line day in, day out. Your nightmare is someone else's dream. That's- so, you know, whatever's going on, 99% of the time it's a first world problem. Yeah. Um, it's really not that bad. You can whinge and moan all you like, but we're pretty lucky. Um dealing with our first world problems day in, day out. So this too shall pass, folks. Yes, I love that. that it, will, it will pass. Well, I've so enjoyed having you back on the show, Marcus. You've been an absolute incredible influence in my life, especially over the last 12 months. And I've loved having you, the TAP listener, with us today. So please spread the word and tell your friends to listen to and subscribe to TAP in iTunes. And don't forget to give the show a five-star rating. And if you enjoy the podcast and learning about strategies to improve your mood and psychological health, please check out CarrieThompsonCasey.com. Thank you for joining me and see you on the next episode of The Abnormal Psychologist where we share real people's stories and give you real ideas so that you can realize your potential. Take care. This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.